This is Jordan. This is Micah. This is the Macabre Podcast Universe. It's a se- it's a sequel that exists to, to prove, prove people wrong that <laughs> movies are never better than the originals. <laughs> and you must solve that riddle. Well, we have to issue a huge warning because we are about to record a cursed podcast. Oh. If you listen to this podcast all the way, well, actually, even if you've started it. You if have, you've made it through the intro music. You have seven minutes. I mean, se- <laughs> <laughs> you, you're alive for seven more minutes. <laughs> we call it seven minutes in hell. No, you have seven days and then you will die. We're talking about the ring dummies. Uh-huh. <laughs> By the twisted mind of Gore Verbinski. Uh, Gore Verbinski. Uh, I remember when the trailers were coming out for a cure for wellness. Uh, yeah. Did was... he get tw- did he get twisted mind building? Yeah, I think, I think. No, I think it was visionary. Oh, I forgot I had makeup on. Uh-huh. Uh, but I th- no, I want to say twist. I don't know. But I'll it was, scrub it was through while like, you're talking. Like the, the, by the visionary Gore Verbinski. And uh-huh. I was like, who's that? I know. I remember thinking that as well. And then I like the, some visionary and I've never heard of him. And then I look him up. I'm like, Oh, Gore Verbinski parts Caribbean. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, no, okay. he, he earns it. He yeah. Gets he it. earns it. Um, keep talking though. Cause I'm so going to yeah, try and find that trailer. Speaking of Gore, uh, full name, Gregor. Cool. Yeah. Called Gore. That's like a dream of mine. Um, a dream of yours to be called Gore. Isn't it cool? Because he made a like he makes dark stuff. His name's Gore. He's cool. Oh, he's, we he, both set, talked about that while watching this movie. Um, but he directed this movie, The Ring, which is okay. I can't find the it. American no. remake of Ringu. Ringu, uh, the Japanese movie, which is based on Ringu, the <laughs> um, novels, which I should have the name of the author pulled up here. Uh huh. Well, actually, I have it right here. Great. Um, it is uh, by Koji Suzuki. Great. Um, yeah. So tell me about your experience with this movie. I saw this movie like two years ago. Yeah. Um, whenever when it came out, so it came out in two thousand five. You said two thousand and two. Two thousand two. Um, so I was in what month? Uh, it came out. On October 18th, 2002. We were in second grade. So obviously not watching this movie. Um, And growing up, I was always really scared of this movie. And I must have seen a trailer when I was a kid. Yeah. And it really scared me. And knowing like, oh, my parents wouldn't let me watch that. If my parents aren't letting me watch it, that means it's bad and scary. Yeah. So always grew up with a stigma against this movie of not not against, but just like it's so scary. Yeah. This movie, I think I was young enough to to know that it existed i was old enough to know what it existed but young enough to not watch it yeah and um as listeners will know it's only recently that i've really filled in a lot of horror gaps yeah um but this was a movie that was like oh that's like messed up yeah and i I did not i didn't know anything about it i just thought well i think i knew something well i knew something about a phone call like you get a phone Uh call and it tells you when you're gonna die i think it's just what i thought the ring yeah which is why it was thought i why I thought it was called that. Um, and then a couple years ago, I think it was a night you were out doing music stuff. So mm-hmm. I had the, the TV to myself finally. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, what the heck? I'll finally watch the ring. Yeah. I was a little scared, scared to watch yeah. it. Um, Cause I still just had like, this movie must be really twisted and weird. Twisted mind of Gore Verbinski. Who yeah. Knows? Yeah. Um, and then I probably also thought too, like this movie probably is going to suck. 
Yeah. Early 2000 movie. Don't think I'll You're suck. not a big Naomi Watts fan, so it's nah. like... But um, I'll just fill in the gap. That's how a lot yeah. of horror is. So I was like, no matter what, I was in for a good time. Yeah. Because I love filling in these gaps. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was swept away by this movie. Uh-huh. Not only is it darn scary, it is just so good. Yeah. It is a genuinely good, just like thriller, horror, investigative type story. Yeah. Um, and I remember, um, I think the movie ended... And you got home soon after, and I was, like, buzzing about the movie. Yeah. Like, you got to watch The Ring, you got to watch The Ring, you got to watch The Ring. Because, of course, I had never seen it. Yeah. So then, probably the next week, I saw it, and I actually have it right here. It was September 16th, 2021, when I first saw it. So you would have seen it just a little bit before that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was also, like, watching it and kind of, kind of like, whoa, this is, this is crazy good. Like, this feels like a... A somewhat modern, I guess now it's over 20 years old, but like a modern horror classic, you yeah. know, like you got to watch The Ring. Yeah. Um, it's such a good story. And upon rewatch, I feel the same. Yeah. Um, But the, the first time, it, so this was a movie, if you to put a gun to my head, which I wish you wouldn't, and said, what's it rated, Micah? Uh, before I saw it, I'd be like, oh, that's R. And then... After I finished the movie, if you said, Micah, what's it rated? I would have been like, oh, that's R, definitely. And this is PG-13. Yeah. I, uh, it's a classic power of suggestion. Oh, yeah. It's got one of the scariest shots I've ever seen. And it's like a split second when they show Amber Tamblyn dead in the closet. Oh, my gosh. It's yeah. so scary. I know. It's a pretty, I do feel like if you were in your teens... And you went to the theaters with your friends and saw this movie. You would go home and be like, "That was freaking scary." Uh huh. Like you'd probably all pre- like you'd, you'd pretend for a little bit, like, "Oh man, that was so not scary." And then as you're getting ready to fall asleep, you'd probably be like, "That guys, that was pretty scary though, right?" Uh-huh. Like, right? Yeah. And and there is there is a little bit, even as an adult in 2021. Like I watched the movie, and I go. I am going to check my watch in, in, you know, seven days and see if my heart has exploded. You know what I mean? Sure. Because it's like, who knows? Who yeah. knows? You, you go, because the, the thing, I think the not secret weapon of this movie, but the, what, what I found good about it, especially is that the movie setting up that there's this cursed videotape. And when you watch it, I feel like, uh, you watch it and you're like, yeah, that's cursed. Uh-huh, like uh-huh. they really spent some time to make some really disturbing images. And it's, it's great too, because when I first saw it, it's like, you know, they just threw together some random weird disturbing images yeah. that mean nothing. Yeah. And I, I, cause I was at a point where I didn't think that the movie was going to be so investigative. Right. I had no idea. It and was then that. as the movie's going along, it's like, Oh, everything matters in yeah. the video. Yeah. I just, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't think the movie, I didn't, think the movie was going to be that smart. Right. And I already kind of, I knew that that's what happened in the movie, but I forgot like the horse element of it. And, yeah, and I, too. I thought in the video, like the only thing was the well. Yeah. I didn't realize like every image like sets up another, I like I'd already forgotten cause it'd been, you know, almost three years since last time I saw yeah. it. So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, that, that, that thing, it, it has that feeling of like, you know, you've probably heard of like faces of death. Have you heard of that? What's that? It's my understanding of it is it's like a legit like snuff film like oh, okay. like it's like all these f- videos of people dying. And oh, stuff. I've heard of stuff like that. 
I don't remember it being yeah. called that. But I have I have her and it's like no, I No, and I have yeah. I have no interest in watching that. But but there's a there's a weird You watch people die. Yeah, there's just I uh, what's cool about this movie is it reminds me of being like in high school and hearing about stuff that you're not supposed to even like hear about. Mm-hmm. And and it like replicates that feeling very well where and and especially yeah. the first scene which we'll of course get into, it gives you that feeling of like when you're at a friend's house and it's like oh, we're going to watch, you know, like some Swedish horror movie that no one's ever heard of kind of a thing. Or maybe it's Saw or something like that, that it's like, we're not supposed to watch it and we have to wait till the parents are asleep. Uh-huh. And, and it like, this movie has that that feeling Can of you like cursed image, you the know? Sinister, the movie Sinister, what the video thing and that. Because that's like a very, he's very much making it feel like a snuff film when he's yeah, those watching are, those things. those are like all all murders yeah they're like footage uh, i think they're footage of the serial killer he's writing a book about i think but he finds them i thought yeah maybe he does yeah and is it because he watched them that it's coming after him i don't remember i've only seen it the once that movie was a little too scary it was scary and i don't remember loving the ending the ending was very dark because it was like it was like i think spoiler alert i think it was like everybody is killed and then it like lives on the curse or whatever yeah, little... like there's nothing you could do about it. Yeah. Hmm. I would watch that again just to see Ethan Hawke, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd watch that again. That movie was scary, I know, that man. movie really got you. I think that's another PG-13. No, that is oh, that is okay. R. That is heavy R, okay. yeah. I don't there's, remember it being There's a it. lot of blood in that movie. And there's like, there's like footage of, you know, like, you know, like murder, like killing in, in a, in a yeah, way that's... Yeah, so what? In a way that's pretty aggressive. So what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's talk about this movie, shall we? Yeah. Um, one thing I found interesting, I was reading a little bit about the book. Um, the it, it's I, I don't know if you came across why or anything, but in the book, the main character is a man. And in this movie, it's Naomi Watts. Mm-hmm. I forgot to look at the movie. I think the other, the Japanese movie might be a, I think it's a woman in the Japanese lead. one as well. And also in the book, the the little girl, Samara, is a woman in uh-huh. the book. And she like also has like ESP. I can't remember if there was a psychic element to it, but it was a woman uh-huh. who um was sexually assaulted and then murdered. Okay. Not not just like some random kid that came out of nowhere and no one knows her history and we don't really know what she does. Yeah. Um so I'm I'm just curious why they would change that too. Well, I don't really have the answer, but I can tell you a little bit about the adaption yeah. process. Um, very very little. I, I basically, in in my research, so the movie is based on Ring by Hiro Hiroshi Takahashi, the movie, and um, it sounds like I, I read a little bit about the movie, and it kind of feels like the beginning and ending are are pretty similar okay but the middle is quite a bit different okay um and storylines involving the characters having esp a volcano dream logic and references to brine and goblins were taken out of this movie <laughs> that's in the other movie yeah so what i also saw in the book no, one second one second, one second. no um and gore by his estimation he says that like he would say it's 50 percent oh to the movie 50 percent different cool so that I would watch the Japanese one. Oh yeah, I'd watch it too. Um, I also saw in the book that basically like you watch the videotape 
and like you you basically contract a disease oh, okay. watching it that'll kill you in seven days and i think it's something that like grows in your throat and you asphyxiate Ooh. but but i okay. think it's personified as like this horrific yeah terrifying thing um so i found that interesting too of course uh-huh. i'm just reading this stuff like on wikipedia so i've not read the books there's yeah. several of them at this point yeah well um, i'm gonna tell you how many books and movies there are movies there's, there's a lot oh okay. there are a lot yeah i and and reading several about several of them i think i thought like mm, i don't know if i'm that interested and in where it goes yeah you know well, it does feel like a one-trick pony. I I do yeah. not think this is going to be a series that proves us right. No, our, I mean I think tagline. that there's potential for a cool sequel based on how this one ends. Yes, I have no faith that it is good though. Yes, well, and, and sometimes sometimes when you have like, I would think that already like the next movie has like has has to have a defined conclusion because this movie ends with like it lives on. Mm-hmm. So the next one, it's like, well, you have to end it then because mm-hmm. you already did the It Lives On in the previous movie. Mm-hmm. And then there's one after that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know. So, um, yeah. So this movie is directed by Gore Verbinski. This is uh, after Mouse Hunt and The Mexican. And then, um, then he makes this movie and then he will make a series we've covered, The Curse of the Black Pearl, Pirates of the Caribbean. So that's where he's at in his career. The screenplay is by Aaron Kruger, who uh, is one of the people who contributed to Top Gun Maverick. But he also wrote a movie called Revenge of the Fallen, Dark of the Moon, Age of Extinction, the Transformers movies. Mm. I think he writes a lot. Um, And then he does write on The Ring 2. Okay. um, Which is interesting. That movie is written out as TWO, The Ring 2. Oh, not usually the number it's, two? Usually it's just the number. Oh, okay. Which really makes me think. Hmm. It'd be cool if it was the ring T-O-O. The ring two? Hmm. You know? And an X, and a, and a, you know, a question mark. What's the next thing? Uh, the cinematography is Bajan uh, Basile, uh, who has done Rock of Ages, Hairspray, Pete's Dragon, Cure for Wellness. Weird. Yeah, he's done some of Gore's stuff and, and a lot of stuff I didn't recognize. I'd imagine, because this movie is shot so well. Yeah. And it is so cool and so inventive. I'd imagine that he pays the bills with his hairsprays and Pete's Dragons. Although Pete's Dragon is, I, I think whoever made that, I think they're a, a decent filmmaker. I can't remember who, though. Yeah, who did make I that? I think it's the Green Knight guy. I think you're right. I'm not um, going to look it up. I'm pretty sure that's who it is. He kind of does a one for me, one for them thing. Yeah. Kind of thing. Uh, and then you got the score by Hans Zimmer, which you sort of recognize while we were watching. Mm-hmm. Um, always interesting listening to Hans Zimmer pre-Batman Dark This one Knight. had an interstellar feel, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, he's he's got a lot of 90s and, and early, uh, early 2000s scores that sound much different than, like, what you consider a Hans Zimmer score mm-hmm. to be now. Um, there are six novels... And there are... There are na- short stories. Huh? There, there are short stories, too. Oh, okay. I'm just pointing out novels. There's also comic books and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, and there are not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, not eight, not nine, not ten, but eleven Japanese movies. And we're doing all of them? Well, it's funny. when you, So Jordan was like, hey, let's do The Ring next year. And I thought, okay, cool. We'll watch 
the Japanese and we'll do the American. And then when I saw there were that many, I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> I, I can't do that. No. I just can't do that. Because I'm sure it's like one good one, probably. Yeah, yeah. The first one. Like this, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yes. Uh, as far as this movie goes, Gore wanted to do a remake of this after a producer, Walter F. Parks, gave him a VHS of the Japanese movie. Oh, cool. Um, I said you will die in... Yeah, I mean, that yeah. feels like the way to go. Watching yeah. an international movie, like, on crappy VHS quality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was curious about this because the movie takes place in Seattle, but it really doesn't look like Seattle. Uh, they it does sh- feel the Pacific Northwest, though. So they mostly filmed it in Washington, and they did shoot it in Seattle. Okay. And then they filmed some of it at the Gorge in Oregon. Yeah, I saw that. And I think that lighthouse is from Newport, I saw. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So we got some Oregon love in there. I love to see that. Um, Chris Cooper was in this movie and cut from the movie. Who was he? He played a child murderer in two scenes. Why do we need that? And he, uh, quote, unconvincingly claimed to Rachel that he found God in the beginning, and in the end, she gave him the cursed tape. Hmm. Uh, and audiences at test screens were distracted that an actor they recognized disappears for most of the hil- film. Wow, which Chris makes Cooper? Sense. Yeah. But, but, but enough people were distracted by Chris Cooper? Oh, I, that oh guy is, yeah, That yeah. guy is, I mean, he's great. He's great. but And he's in a million things. I just didn't know that he was that recognizable enough that people would be like, what yeah. happened to him? Well, I mean, when, what, don't you think, though? I mean, yeah, even, but even we watch then, movies all the time. Yeah, but you, you would have seen October Sky by then. You'd be like, yeah. what's the dad of October Sky being in one scene in this movie? Oh, yeah, he's at the end, and she's giving him the cursed tape so that the child murderer dies? That's weird. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I think it's uh, I mean, it's I kind it's of a, a good lame choice. I, I'm glad that they didn't keep yeah. that story-wise. Um. They also, which I wish I knew this ahead of time, the cinematography and cinematographer and gore worked to have the actors have as little shadows as possible i saw that so it looked as if they're kind of floating about yeah um, not like literally floating but Just they're a little like creepy unsettling weird yeah um the success of this movie inspired remakes of a bunch of japanese movies yeah uh the grudge yep i've never seen that one and i really want to watch it i want to watch it too uh dark water shutter and the eye so those are a bunch of movies that it kind of started a little trend here because this movie, I, I forgot to mention, $48 million budget in the U.S. makes 129 worldwide 248 Nice. Huge success. I saw this, too, because you saw on our, we had the DVD, and you were like, oh, I bet if I click on that, it'll yeah. just show the video, and it didn't. Well, if you have this on DVD or you're able to get it like from the library like we did, uh, what you do is... The curse video is available as an Easter egg on the DVD. Select look here and press down on your cursor, and then your cursor will disappear. Ah. Press enter. This has an interesting feature. Your remote control is disabled. Once the video has started playing, you can't stop it, pause it, fast forward it, or return to the menu. Oh, that's Unless you turn off the TV, you're forced to watch the whole thing. When it's over, the DVD returns to the menu. Then you hear a phone ring twice before you're given control over your remote again. Dang, that's that's scary. And then I also saw this <laughs> I'm scared. long before the movie premiered. The killer, the, the video was used as a commercial, and there was no information. It just showed the video. That's and cool. no like the ring in theaters. Dang, that's so cool. I love when they do that kind. Of, that's yeah. that's like the smile like thing they did marketing. last year. Yeah, was it last year? Oh, I guess two, two years, years ago because 2024 is where we are now. Yeah, 
Um, that's so cool. Yeah. Remember physical media? No. And remember how it's probably going to have to come back soon because yes. no one can find anything they want to watch anymore? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jordan. Yeah. Hit me with them actors. We got a lot of new people to talk about. And I think these, this movie is old enough that around when this movie came out, it, it helped these actors a lot. Okay. Okay. So we have Amber Tamblin, who plays Katie. She's in the beginning. Um, she is in Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, as everyone knows. Yeah. And whenever that we will cover, whenever someday, that third one comes out, we, we are will cover going it. to cover it up to because the theatrical I'm sure release. That the first one is genuinely good. I remember uh, when I, just to get this, yeah, 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 Traveling yeah. Pants moment. Uh, I remember when I first saw well, and, and, and can I cut it off? You you and your college friends have a traveling I'm pants. I'm currently wearing the pants. <laughs> um they uh Boy, this really is a cursed when, episode. When this movie came out or whenever I saw it for the first time, I think I was in a phase of like, oh, chick flicks are dumb. But I yeah. watched it anyway with my mom and sister and I was like, okay, that was kind of good. Yeah, okay, and okay. I bet it's I bet it holds up. Okay. Um and I have seen the second one and I don't really remember anything about it. I bet that sucks. I bet the second one sucks. Um, but Amber Tamlin famously featured in, in Django Unchained. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I said that. Hey, I just tell the audience that I said that. Yeah, he said that while we were watching the movie. Okay, thank you. She's also the daughter of Russ Tamlin, who plays Dr. Jacoby in Twin Peaks, a show that Mike and I have unceremoniously <sighs> stopped watching. Yeah, so uh, let's update the audience because we made a big deal about how we were committed to watching all of Twin Peaks. No matter what. And then, you know what? The movie or the show broke us. It broke us. I don't like it. I don't what get it. What killed me, what killed me, and we watched several after. Well, and and I do want to just say that Sisterhood of the Traveling Plant Pants 2 has a 63 meta, a 63 meta score. Okay. And the first movie has a 66. So it's, I bet it's pretty good probably great then. yeah yeah um what did it for me even though we continued for a little bit longer was uh the episode where Lee the stuff that i, I do we spoil yeah it's an old show where and it's Leland terrible dies yeah and you were texting jeremy eden and yes. jeremy eden was like well once you guys get to this episode it really falls off yeah it's like, it's like the they're floundering watched are yeah. you kidding me yeah and there was oh. like 15 episodes left of the original run yeah uh, what did it for me is the whole show I never was hooked yet, but I'm like, I'm going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to get it. We found out that there's no like twist. I thought, you know, it's like they're yeah. all in purgatory. They're or all something. in hell. But it's like, no, it's all mysterious. And we don't know why some of the actors are the worst actors you've ever seen. They just are. Mm -hmm. uh, but what did it for me is one of the characters, and I'm not kidding you folks. There's a character who gets, I think she tries to kill herself. And in doing so, she gains supernatural strength. Mm -hmm. And she... And she regresses to being in high school. Yeah, so she thinks she's in high school. She's like in her 40s. And so she goes to a cheerleader tryout and she throws a football or a, a cheerleading boy like across the field. Mm -hmm. And and it's that's what happens. And I was like, I, I can't be watching this. Mm -hmm. I cannot be watching this. Talk about a cursed videotape. Yeah. Truly some of the worst and, and it's it I mean just to say I know people are I know Jeremy's probably listening and he's like, but don't you understand it was like breaking for you know that time in television history? Maybe it was, but it doesn't hold up at all. And and it it is like bad production design, bad acting, really bad directing. 
really mm-hmm. bad. And the writing is like awful. Mm-hmm. But I will say, I'll, there's a bunch of people who are way smarter than me that love David Lynch. I think I just don't get him. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get him anymore. Mm-hmm. I've tried. Yeah. I do think I've put in the work. Yeah. And you keep, every once in a while you mentioned we should still watch the ex, the show, the, the, the Twin movie. Peaks, The Return. And oh, I'm Return. like, watch it yourself. I, I don't care. Curious. I'll probably never watch but it. But then though. there's a little part of me that feels nostalgic and wants to finish the show, which is stupid. I know, that's so weird about it. it it's, it's like I'm held hostage. Yeah. Um, Rochelle Bella plays Becca, um, the, the other girl from the beginning. Okay. Um, she is in The Crucible. Oh, okay. Um, A Little Princess, ER. It must be The Crucible that I remember her from. Oh, you mean Er? Oh, ER. ER. Okay. Uh, let me just see. Let me just see. Ah, there's. I don't feel like that's that can't be it, but it must be. Um, Devay Chase plays Samara, the mm-hmm. little girl. Um, mm-hmm. she is in Donnie Darko. Micah yeah. didn't remember, and he's in trouble for it. <laughs> Sometimes you hold me to this impossible standard. I just don't know how you couldn't remember. How many times have you seen that movie? A million? Twice. Twice? Yeah. I've seen that movie so many times. I've seen it two times. Wow, that's disappointing for our marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I saw but it after also, high school for the first time. Devay Chase uh voices Lilo. Okay. And but not Chihiro. Stitch. And Chihiro. Chihiro. From Spirited Away. Which which is The Girl. Okay. And she's in a lot of other stuff. Okay. Um and then David Dorfman plays Aiden, the little boy. Um they absolutely this is while watching, I was like, this is must have been the, the, the casting call for boys between this age and this age all these boys come to audition this kid david dorfman walks in the room yeah gore casting director whoever looks at him and says him yeah as long as he can deliver one line he's got the eyes he is so haunting yeah he is so haunting he's it's one of my favorite uh like child in a horror movie yeah and and i feel like i feel like at the time this would be three years after sixth sense yeah people probably saw this movie and were like we're, we're living it oh, up. I did see that with Sixth Sense, the su- success of Sixth Sense gave producers like the confidence ah, to make this movie. That may, this feels like very, like you could double feature these movies. Sure. Because they're very much like, oh yeah, that's that rated R really scary movie and they're not yep. rated R. Yeah. Uh, power of Suggestion, great filmmakers. Yeah. Um, but, but people must have felt like when we were watching like when It came out, and Stranger Things, and we're like, we're living in like a golden age of good child actors. After The Ring came out, people were like, uh, an embarrassment of riches with these children actors. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, he is also in Drillbit Taylor. Mm. Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the 2003 one. Oh, that's the McConaughey one, I think. Really? Oh, no. Or is that Amityville Horror he's in? No, that's Ryan Reynolds. Ah, okay. Um, And then... He, he's in a few other things, but yeah. Um, and then Martin Henderson plays Noah. He is also an X. Okay. Uh, Smoke and Aces, Torque, which <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, is that the movie they were talking about on uh, it's gotta be, right? Springsteen on my bean? And it is because I checked. Yeah. It does have Adam in it. Um, what is that movie about? What's the plot? Because I did look that up. Scott's too. always a biker returns from Thailand to set things straight with his girlfriend. Already, what? Torque. And he, this guy leads it. Okay, guy. okay. One gang leader wants him for delivery of two motorbikes filled with crystal meth, and another gang leader wants him for murdering his brother. That 
Okay. That is a lot going on. What's the movie. meta score? 41. Oof. Okay. Well, that's not the worst, but yeah. Got ice, uh, ice cube. Okay. That's so. not necessarily good. Not <laughs> it, necessarily bad. Well, what about this? It has Dane Cook. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's also in Virgin River. Looks like he stars in it. Hey, and for folks to know, I have a song that I wrote uh, with with uh, Brett Levick that is in Virgin River. Yep. Uh, it's very quiet on a radio that is not in the shot, and they're outside, and you can't even hear it unless you put on headphones. But it's there. But I'm getting royalty checks, so I'm happy about it. <laughs> Did we cover Brian Cox? Uh, yeah, Hannibal. Hannibal. Okay. One of our favorite then cannibals. Naomi Watts. Yes. Um... Our leading lady, she is in King Kong. Oh, that's right. She's a Birdman. I don't remember being Birdman. I don't remember that either. But yeah, is she. Hmm. So that's th- okay. Now we're up to three movies I like her in: Mulholland Drive, a movie you and I couldn't finish by by A One David Lynch. And that one, I think, is why we went into Twin Peaks with false expectations. Yeah, because there's be- a twist in that. Because one. there's a twist, and the twist is kind of like what I thought. Twin Peaks would have something yeah. like too, and even after you told me the twist of Mulholland Drive, which I'm kind of forgetting, but don't tell me. Oh, okay. I thought still not worth it. Yeah. To get through the trash that I had to watch. Yeah. To get to the twist, in my opinion. Yeah. But you seemed like you were still wanting to watch that someday. Uh, yeah, I thought so. I like David Lynch in Steven Spielberg's uh, The Fablemans. That's my favorite yeah. work he's ever done. And Although then, the Elephant Man is very good, actually. Could you imagine how incomprehensible his Dune must be? No. 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 Oh, my gosh. Um, And then she's also in Demolition, right? <laughs> she's the one who's that, voice. That was, that was what kind of made you and I like, do we like Naomi Watts? What's going on here, Naomi? But that's a pretty bad movie. Naomi uh, is in this group of, and this is going to sound like very sexist, <laughs> but for years, it took me years to figure out who they were uh-huh. of... um. Nicole Kidman, Naomi Watts, Michelle Williams, and Carrie Mulligan, which is a wide range of ages as well. Not kind yeah, of. and um, they all look so different. They're just all blonde. That's it. Yeah, that, that's Na- my issue. Watson, Watson, Kidman. I don't know how you could get them confused, yeah. or get them confused with the others. But there's something about Mulligan and Williams that I still to this day I'm like, they wait, which alike. one is which? And they don't look alike. They don't. They don't sound alike. They, they don't, don't even choose the same type of roles. Nope. Nope. And I, I'm like, which one's in what? Yeah, so it took me years to to parse out who they are. Yeah, I guess I like her because you only mentioned two that I didn't like Hmm. of Naomi Watts. Yeah. So there is a plot to this movie. Yeah. Do you want to go through it? Are you done with your notes? I'm done with my notes. Oh, Are you done with your notes? Mm -hmm. This is great. We won't need to make any edits so far. Mm. Now, I did want to read this because I think this is cool. And I was kind of picking up on this, but I couldn't quite like put it in as good of words but david sims has a little letterbox on this uh and uh he gave it four stars out of five and he said a movie made to frighten a generation that left their kids in front of the tv to entertain them Mm. and i like that yeah so uh let's talk about it where does it begin it begins with amber tamblin Mm -hmm. and she's all i hate tv Mm -hmm. they kill tv kills brain cells yeah so right away, I mean, t- take that with what the I just said that and David Sims said. During that, her friend is absently, a- absent-mindedly fl- flipping through channels. Uh-huh. And there's nothing on TV. And it's we're raining like outside. The TV, They're home the alone. Shot. 
And Amber turns it off and it's like, whatever. Yeah. I don't want to watch TV. And then they start getting into some gossip. Yeah. Where her friend brings up, have you heard about this tape? Yeah, this cursed video this cursed tape. cursed videotape. You watch it. I don't know what's on it, but after you're done watching it, you get a phone call and uh-huh. it tells you when, like, you're going to die in seven days, uh-huh. in a week. And it cuts to Amber and she looks terrified. And she's like, how do who you know that? Who told you that? Yeah, who told you? How did yeah. you know that we did that? And you're like, shoot, what's happening? And you find out. Amber and a couple other kids, including her secret boyfriend, yeah, um, watched a very strange videotape and received a very strange call at a cabin yeah. last week. And they're but they're both laughing it off like, ha ha ha, it's such a dumb joke. Yeah. And, and, they're get- and I just got to cut you off to say yeah. that I, I love this because this is, this is a very like scream intro to mm-hmm. the movie. Mm-hmm. It introduces, introduces us to the story and like the mechanics and everything. But what's cool is I think when you're watching it, you expect them to talk about it and then be like, I have the tape. Let's mm-hmm. watch it. Mm-hmm. But the the reveal is like, Amber's like, I, I watched it. No, we find out what happens a week later. That's what yeah. we're shown. And so I just think it's like a pretty clever little twist on what you expect yeah. from a horror movie at this point. You still get what you expect, but in a different way than you were expecting. And this, this beginning part is really stringing you along because like for one moment they're terrified. The next moment it's like, oh, it's nothing. The next moment the phone rings and they're terrified. Oh, it's just her mom. Yeah. And then the TV goes off and it's like, what? This is strange. But it's raining and stormy outside. She unplugs the TV. It stops. Whatever. Yeah. She goes back upstairs um, and sees that there's a bunch of water pooling around under her door. Yeah. Very strange. She doesn't know where her friend is. Opens the door, and then we get the high, really high pitch, like tinnitus um, sound. And we barely. Well, it's I like mean, the white noise of the TV, actually. It is, yeah. Yeah. And it's like less. It, it all, all that is is lighting up the room as the TV. Uh huh. So it's a very eerie glow. Yeah, yeah. At 10 p.m. at night. <laughs> it's so good. And we, I wouldn't. It was like a millisecond we see her face transform. Yeah. And then it's like the ring, I think, right? Does it do yeah. a title? I don't drop? think it does a title oh, drop, okay. but. but Maybe it does. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that is all so great. Mm-hmm. And then we get introduced to Aiden, mm-hmm. who is the little boy. Little haunted boy. He's. I yeah. said that while watching it, this child, this kid makes me almost believe in past lives, <laughs> that we all have lived past lives, because yeah. this there. kid remembers them. It's like when you see a dog and it looks like there's a human mm-hmm. under the eyes. That's what it looks like. Um. So he expresses himself by art, mm-hmm. and Naomi Through Watts, uh, yes, uh, is that? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and Naomi Watts shows up, and she's, like, late, and she's like, okay, whatever, sorry. And he calls her Rachel, but it's his mom. Yeah. So there's a disconnect between them two. You learn very quickly she's, like, a workaholic journalist. Right. Single mom. I mean, and and her kid is probably raised by TV. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. all of this is like working really well with doesn't the themes doesn't of have this. a dad doesn't know who I mean we we like basically like they I, he knows who his dad is but I don't think it was ever told him that they, that I this man is assumes. your dad yeah so just a lot of sadness surrounding yeah. this kid um very transformative time and his mom is often out working yeah and it's his cousin Amber Tamlin was his cousin. 
Yeah. That he was very close to who died. Th- this is so great because you're like, okay, first grade scene. And then the teacher showing all of these um, artwork that he mm-hmm. drew. And it shows like a dead body, basically. Mm-hmm. But yeah, being buried. Yeah. And she's like, well, Naomi Watts is like, you know, I mean, his cousin died. You said it yourself. He expressed himself through art. And she's like, he died, you know, two days ago. And she's like, he drew these three days ago. Mm-hmm. Whoa, mm-hmm. we're in for it. This is cool. Or yeah, he, he drew them last little, week. I, I feel like he has a little bit of a shining thing because yeah. he has like a little bit more of a connection to Samara after he watches the videotape. Uh-huh. That I think is fun. Yeah, there's like no... um no explanation. There's yeah. There's no really ex- explanation of why he's like tapped into stuff. Yeah. And there's not really an explanation of. I, the I ring like to girl think of either. it as he's a child and children are just more open to these things. Sure. Yeah. Well, and he was raised by TV, so maybe he, you know, and I'm not just talking about Lauren Lapkus's old podcast. Um. So. And here's here's another point I wanted to make, as we're as we're setting the table here and talking about the movie is I, I'm i in no way at all bashing the A24 prestige horror. I really am not with this statement I'm about to make. But I do feel like we're kind of in this this little point where now it's like you either get like really nice schlocky horror, like your Megan's, mm-hmm. or you get like something like, you know, the Ari Aster movies and stuff where you have to like really think about it. And they're not necessarily like... They're existential. yeah. And sometimes there's horror movies that come out now and they're not even really horror. They're just like in your mind, mm-hmm. which is hor- hor- horror, horror. Mm-hmm. but you know, it's like, you know, sometimes you just want a slasher or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, slashers are their own thing that mm-hmm. are always doing well. We did get a slasher last year. Yes. Yeah. No, that, that's what I, that's what I mean. They're, they're, we they're doing watch well. It. Uh, which one are you talking Thanksgiving. about? Thanksgiving. Oh yes. Yeah. I just checked it out at the library. So, cool. um, put it on hold. I mean. But what's kind of fun, I like that this movie is just a self-serious horror thriller movie. Yeah. And I just feel like this very specific genre is very early 2000s, 90s, and uh, it's not so much happening anymore. Maybe I'm wrong. It just feels maybe I'm like wrong. it's hard to get a good concept and uh, with an equally good uh, story. Yeah. Like compelling characters and well-written. I don't, it's, just, it's just hard to do. Yeah. When, and we are still suffering from the curse of, like, movies in care, in, like, I don't know. If they made this movie now, they might be tempted to make the characters, like, you know, I'm a little more apathetic, but I'll try and figure it out anyway. Yeah. Because I've kind of seen movies like this before. Well, that's your Scream. Yeah. Fran- that's what that franchise is for. Which I love. It yeah. has its place, but, I, it, you know, it's kind of, like, overtaken, mm-hmm. like, all genres, mm-hmm. you know? So, um... I I just like how self-serious this movie is, mm-hmm. and there's not, like, humor in it. No. But not in a way that's... It's not, like, too dour. It's still very watchable. Yeah. Um. But anyway, I just don't know how often we get those anymore. Yeah. Black Phone was it. pretty serious. Yeah, that's, that, like, actually a good a good one. Yeah. I, I think, uh, what's his name? Scott Derrickson is pretty good at making, like, serious horror. Yeah. Um, that takes itself seriously, you know? Yeah. But... Anyway, so we have that. And then um, I wrote, Mom, I saw her face. I don't remember what that is. Uh, oh. This That's is... when they go to the wake. Yeah, they're at the wake. And uh, Rachel is talking to, I'm assuming, her sister. Yeah. Who is, her daughter is the one that died. And her, her mom is like, it just makes no sense. 
Uh, I talked to so many doctors who looked at the situation and none of them can figure out why she, her heart actually stopped, why a teenager's heart would stop. Yeah. It's unexplainable. And she's like, and I, I saw her face. Like it's, it was more than that, whatever it was. Yeah. And then it does that. One of the scariest things I've ever seen. And it's like a split second cut to Amber Tamlin, like fetal position in the closet. Her face is so disfigured and scary looking yeah. and her, her mouth is so far agape. Like she like was, was like screaming ripped open a little bit. Yeah, though. And her head just flops down like dead. Yeah. And it's just, man, I, I bet. Well, I not, I bet. I wonder if they just made a, made a puppet. Oh, and just used, I mean, I thought that like an actor yeah. couldn't do that, but no, I don't, I don't think that that's an actor. Doing yeah, that. I, I, I think, think they it's... like the fact like I I just feel like they made something yeah for that is that's so a, like, scary. Yeah, fake head that they just let it plop down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know like with this and then later when we see it another time with the dad, um, I think if you hold on that for longer, this movie's rated R. Yeah, I agree. I I think there's a lot it's of really horrific. There's a lot of stuff in this movie where it's like if that was a three second scene instead of a one second, like I think. They, this would be rated R. It really feels like an R movie, mm-hmm. you know. It's it, part of it just because it's so serious. Yeah, and it's so scary. And there's child death in it. Right, right. Um, so then Naomi Watts starts like investigating it. Well, because her sister kind of asks her to. Yeah, because she's so good at it. She's a, she's a journalist. Yeah, and so Rachel goes out where all the teens are hanging out smoking. Yeah. And we have a fun, a, a random, I mean, probably wasn't a cameo in 2002, but Adam yeah. Brody's in the scene. Yep. Um, and they're, they're like talking about the, what happened. Yeah. What happened? You know, they heard about it. They know about it. And Rachel's like, what are you talking about? What yeah. videotape? She's oh, being all well, cool. not, I don't know if she heard about the videotape yet, but that's when you find out that her boyfriend who was secret died the same day. Yeah. Assuming like people think it was from a suicide. So she goes on to find his obituary. And I think it's thought, said that he like fell from a building or something. Yeah. Something like that. Like it seems like a suicide. Yeah. And then the, she finds out the other two kids that were with also died at the same time on the same day. Yeah. That's not just suspect. a coincidence. So then she develops these photos and all their faces are blurred out and yeah. she finds this cabin. Yeah. The blurred faces thing is really just freaky. a great effect. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And, uh, well, and I will talk about it as we go, but this is like the perfect. So this comes out before curse of the black pearl. We, we had this moment in time, which was the early two thousands where special effects got so good that most like high budgeted special effects movies look better than high budgeted special effects movies. Now, Yep. you know, your pirates of the Caribbean, your uh, Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. they just look way better. Mm-hmm. Even in some respects, the Matrix movies. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, actually, definitely. definitely. Like the Sentinels and stuff. Yeah. Fantastic. So um, you have this movie, and it is like the perfect amount of special effects in this. Mm-hmm. I think there was like one wonky shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's when her head is like dissolving. Everything Ooh, else to what? me. Oh, in the well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything yeah. else to me, I was like, holds up. Absolutely. Oh, it, but, it was so cool. And and so like I'm just thinking of this makes a lot of sense that this is the mouse trap guy. Yeah. Now yeah. that I'm thinking about it, he likes to I set up the trap and capture us so as an much. audience. I want to rewatch there, but that movie. There's just a lot of like stunt effects stuff happening. Yeah, it's been a movie. long time. I remember that being one of those movies where any time it was on, you watch it. 
TV. Yeah. That was like the only chance we would get. And me and my sister would be like, oh my gosh, mouse hunts on. And we'd, we would like, I think I saw that movie over the course of like five different viewings and eventually yeah. saw like the entire when movie. When Talia's old, old enough, we'll watch, that's when we'll watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's my only, that's where I know, is it Nathan Lane? Nathan. Yes, that, yes. That's like what I know him Th- from. That's, I always think of I, I don't know from, from anything else because he was like in the producers or something. Yeah, and I think he's a big theater guy yeah. and stuff. And, and it's like, no, 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 it's the guy from Mouse Hunt. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> know. How weird is that? Okay, but. But uh, let me just finish my thought. Yeah. The later in the movie when um Noah, his face is blurring mm-hmm. in the, the security cam. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm like, well, those are special effects and it's just so perfect. Yeah. And like it, it just wouldn't be this simple now. Yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. I feel like what we're forgetting about it. Well, part of it is, uh, cause yeah, we're going to compare it to big budget franchise superhero movies. Yeah. None of them are shot in real locations. It's all blue yeah. screen. That's your, that's the big issue. Yeah. Therefore, there's no way to like make an effects interact with an environment or like almost like consider the environment that it was shot in. Yeah. To make it look better. When it's like if you're watching the VFX artists react, yeah, you'll see that a lot of times people will actually go out and shoot stuff and then they start doing special effects and it's easier mm-hmm. to like replace everything mm-hmm. than it is to like add an element. That makes so much sense. And so then then everything looks fake where like maybe, I don't know, maybe it's like, maybe if you did just replace the one thing though, it would look better. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We're, we're also, we haven't finished it yet, but we, we've been watching the creator and it's a great example of like. It's incredible. It looks so incredible. Yeah. And it's like, why, why are movies not looking this good and just shooting them on location? Because this movie looks better than 95% of blockbusters. Yeah. So. Should we check nope. on? Nope. Okay. She's putting herself back to sleep. We're good. She never woke up. Oh, she didn't? Gilmore's drinking water. That's what you're hearing. I thought I heard coughing. Okay. So, um, yeah. So then she goes to the cabin. Like, pretty I immediately. Love how she watches the tape that it's just so uh, not this huge buildup, not this huge tension thing. Yeah. She just sees this videotape, VHS tape over there sitting with the others, no cover, and is like, that might be it. Yeah. Pops it in and watches it. And and this is just, I mean, when I first saw it. And even, I like it because you can't prepare yourself for it. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I, I And both times, but especially the first time, I'm like, oh, they're just showing us the tape. And they're showing it to us this early in the movie, which makes sense. Yeah. Because like, that's the catalyst we for need the rest the of the movie. Yeah. But I, I, I thought that this would be like the end of the movie. You watch the tape or something like that. Or like you never see the tape yeah. or something. So I was kind of shocked to see it. Yeah, it's kind of like a Jaws moment. It's like, wow, they're just going to show us the monster. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But they have to. Yeah. Story-wise. No, it totally works. So and we I see love the it. tape as a bunch of weird, disturbing, some not disturbing, but just because of how it is, it's all disturbing images mm-hmm. that seemingly are random and make no sense and don't go together, um, but are very unsettling. Yeah. And then after she watches it, the phone rings and a, a voice says seven days. Yeah. You'll die in seven days. Okay. We're off to the races. Mm-hmm. Another thing I want to mention that that's maybe silly. Uh, and you might be like, Micah, you're really digging in the weeds, but just another thing about, I think separating good filmmakers from bad ones and screenwriters is like when she goes to the hotel, there's a guy there and he's practicing a magic trick. Mm-hmm. 
And it's little details like that that mm-hmm. make movies like so much better than other movies. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I think most movies would just have a guy at the hotel. But instead, you give this guy a little bit of meat, mm-hmm. and you just have like a little memorable character in it. It's mm-hmm. like what the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies do yeah. so well. And just take note of that if you're uh, randomly a filmmaker that's listening to our podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then the movie's like, it's so awesome. It's like Thursday, day one. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Yeah. So um, during during Thursday, day one, the kid goes to school on his own. Mm-hmm. So we see, again, we see this pattern of like parental neglect, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a... That's when he runs into Noah on the street. Yep. And they just both look at each other, don't say a word and keep going, which is a, the kid's like, that's my dad. Um, and then Noah, so... Rachel had called Noah. Yeah. And she's like, tell, t- explains everything. Uh-huh. Is this when he watches this? Is, yeah. He watches the tape. Yeah. And, and I, I love that she walks outside and looks at the high rise and she sees just everybody who's just like watching TV mm-hmm. and she just doesn't know what to think or to express. Mm-hmm. And the whole world is just watching. She's TV. really freaked out. Yeah. Um, and so, and then I think, he, the fo- he gets the phone call, but she he doesn't answer it. She doesn't pick up. Yeah, doesn't matter. It's still going to happen. You know, right? And then d- does do they does no? He doesn't watch the the episode yet, does he? What episode? The, t- um, <laughs> the episode. As a kid, no, no, that's later. Yeah. Okay. Um, but basically, so then her and her and Noah go back to his place, I think. Um, and he's he's trying. They're they're trying to just like investigate the the tape because there's just some yeah. weird there's weird stuff on it yeah and there's like one scene where and he's like this would be awesome for a nine inch nails music video <laughs> uh, there there's one clip where like it looks like there's something almost about to come into view but it gets cut off by the next thing yeah and they're trying to figure out a way to like see more of that view all this stuff uh huh and um she that that's when uh his assistant slash boo shows up and he's from NCIS I think go ahead okay. he starts explaining it to her and Rachel's like oh no I'm going and I'm taking the tape with me she doesn't want anyone else to see it yeah so she just leaves abruptly also it's awkward right and and the, he also mentions that there's no control track on the videotape so it's like being born without fingerprints so that means they don't know what kind of tape it was shot or what kind of camera it was shot on I, I think they don't they don't and have like, a way to like trace where it came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean something like that. Gobbledygook. Yeah. That's actually real, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and then she goes outside and she walks under a ladder. Mhm. And it it reminds her of the video. Mhm. Um and so then she goes and she visits Becca at the hospital. Right. So that's the Amber's friend from the beginning when this happened, this person has been institutionalized uh-huh. ever since then. Um and she looks bad and it's a nice touch that she's walking through the hallways and this person has a screen in front of her because she so that she can't look at screens because she's like too scared they scare her yeah um so then rachel's talking to her and is at what does she ask her i don't remember i think Um, she's just like you know where's rachel where where is she (laughs) (laughs) but i don't remember i I think she's just yeah obviously (coughs) i'm dying Uh uh-oh don't die. 
um, getting more information from her. And basically she tells her like, you don't have many, much time left. You're going to die in so odd, some odd days. Very cryptic, very spooky. Yeah. Um, yeah. And is, then does she make a copy? Yes. Because yeah, she goes to like the, you know, Seattle times like basement and she's like checking out the video. So she makes a copy of it. And this is when she, the fly happens. No. Oh, that's, that's when she's printing out pictures. Oh, that's what I have next. It's the fly. It's when she's printing out pictures, though. Okay, then I guess she doesn't make a it. copy yet. These are different things, though. I'm thinking. Okay, but w- whatever. whatever. The fly happens, and okay. at some point she copies the tape. Okay. I-, I didn't, like, clock that she copied the tape for some reason, so. Okay. Um. Well, she did, Micah. Well, yeah, it's pretty crucial to the, <laughs> yeah. the plot. Um. Tell me about the fly. This is, like, your favorite scene. So... It uh, it's crazy. It looks so freaking good. She's not copying the tape. She's in another area where <laughs> she can manipulate and control the viewing of the tape uh-huh. better, so that she's she's trying to get that image that's almost coming into view, but yeah. the key's getting cut off. And this machine's allowing her to pr- get it and print it, which is where she finds the lighthouse. Right. While it's happening, though, she there's a fly that is in the video, and she pauses the video and she says the fly is still moving. Yeah. And instincts, I guess, drive her to reach up and grab the fly. So what is the significance of that, though? Oh, it looks really cool. Does it Does it <laughs> kind of add to, like, the paranormal, supernatural supernatural element yeah, well, of I the mean, tape? I mean, the tape can interact with, with the real world, and it is, like, truly a haunted tape. Yeah, it's, so like I, a li- I think- it's alive, I guess, is maybe... Yeah. Kind of what it's illustrating. Yeah. It looks so good. It looks great. Yeah. It's and it again, it's like a simple special effect instead of like the TV exploding into a huge thing and like eating her or no, something like that. No, and it's again it's interacting with the environment. So yeah, she's it's a tiny little fly, but and it's, it, smart it's never because, in focus. So yeah. you're never seeing how wonky it would look, especially for 2002. And and it's great because when she grabs it, a fly is so small that an actor can just smush their fingers together mm-hmm. and it'll look normal. It doesn't Rather, look like there's floating air between their yeah, fingers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it looks great. And then she just has a bloody nose. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which means she's on something. Yeah. Um, and I think around this time is when her son watches the tape. Yeah. Well, but before that, she st- she discovers some. She starts reading about Anna Morgan. Okay. And the horse farm, and then she pulls a big long wire out of her mouth that has like an electrode on the back. I think it's her hair, the girl's hair. Okay, but I it does have an electrode. It does. Thing, it does. Which I didn't, I couldn't recognize what it was until later in the movie mm-hmm. when they showed the experimental stuff. Yep. So Anna Morgan was seeming seems to be some troubled woman that lived uh, on this island, but she was a horse person. Uh, but all of her horses died of a virus. Or did they commit suicide? Um, I think a little of both. A little of both. Yeah, there like was the like horses some sort were of driven plague. crazy. Yeah, on this island. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of all we know right now. Yeah. But she finds out where this lighthouse is, which is on this island, uh-huh. and discover and is like, I guess that's where I got to go next. Yeah. But during that time, then Aiden watches the video. Aiden watches the video. So and now she it's, comes out great, where she's like, what? Yeah, great reaction. And she pulls it out and throws it under the couch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, dang, so, so good. And, and as a viewer, you're just like, no, he watched the mm-hmm. tape. He was supposed to just be an auxiliary character. Now he's going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
Awesome. So she is uh, needs to leave him with her sister for a couple of days so she can continue investigating with Noah. Yeah. And I like the moment shared between Noah and Aiden in the car. Um, yeah. Aiden is drawing again. And then Noah is basically like, you know, you, you know, I'm your dad. But yeah. we were so young. And he's like, I don't care. I don't care that you're my dad. I don't care that you want to be part of my life. And he, Noah says something like, it's just that my dad was such, just not a good example. And I didn't want to repeat that. And it's like, dude, you're doing it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and classic bad dad stuff. Yeah. Just, com- just, uh, continuing a cycle. Yeah. But he um, says something like, would you like it if I was around more? And he, Aiden doesn't really answer. I don't think. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Again, bad parents. Yep. So, they, she goes to the island. Yeah. While on the ferry. Yeah. She tries petting a horse. Horse goes wild. Horse Busts jump, out of the trailer. Horse jump ship. Horse, horse chop, blood. chop. Yeah. An engine of ship. Yeah. Um, and most of, most of the horse stuff looked good. Yeah, too. I thought so. A little, you know, a little wonky, but also it's like, I think they'll look kind of wonky today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Believe me. Unless it's by SS Rajma, Rajmaji. Um, <laughs> I would need that CGI stamp in the corner of the screen. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, watch the Bahubali movies because they, 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 they put in they they write in the corner like this animal is CGI, mm-hmm. um, and they don't even look that realistic. They look very bad, and it's just funny because it's like. But the we, movie's great. We don't Both want people to think that this is real. That's how yeah. close to reality is, and you're like, you're not fooling anybody. <laughs> but those movies rock. Um, only two of them though. So there's the horse death, and then th- there's a scene transition where it flashes the ring. Yeah. In in, bet- to in which between. To which Micah said it was like a Tyler Durden thing. Yeah, <laughs> and we had to rewind because you missed it. I did. But it was like, oh my gosh, the movie. See, this is a cursed movie. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's it's mm-hmm. like enveloping you and making you like, should I even be watching this movie? Which any great horror movie should make you kind of question whether you should be watching it, you know, um, any like really scary one. Uh, so you're questioning that while Naomi Watts meets Brian Cox. So first time I saw this movie, I had no idea he was in it. And I was shocked. And I was, I, I was very much enjoying the movie at this point, but once we got there, I I thought, Oh, now we're in it. Now we're in a movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he, you know, he's like, you reporters, you stink. Get away from me. You know, that's that exactly famously like that. how Brian Cox talks. Yeah. It's the Cox talks. Um, <laughs> it's the Cox talks hour. <laughs> and uh, I would do my succession impression, but I'm too scared to swear on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> to drop the Effie. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's private. <laughs> <laughs> that's private amongst friends. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I don't even actually pronounce it because of the way he says it in the show sometimes. you just You just go... You know, you just kind of say it without even saying it. It's like getting away with swearing. Performance of a lifetime <laughs> yeah. from a career, an amazing career. It is so nuts anytime an actor is that old and they do something that's like, oh, this will be what you're remembered for. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about like, it made me think of Christopher Lee. Oh, for who, um, Star- Saruman and, and Star Wars and, and Count Dooku. It's yeah. like, that's what you'll be remembered Count as. Count Dooku? <laughs> Mike just threw his podcast across the his his Apple phone across the lake. He's probably swimming right now. 
uh, yeah, I, I wonder how, you know, there's so other actors like that. This too. guy was married to Anna Morgan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he is very aloof, does not want to talk about any of it. While she's investigating this, Noah is at the uh, hospital where Anna Morgan was kept. Yeah. And kind of at the same time, correct me if I'm wrong, they both separately but simultaneously discover that she had a daughter. Right? Yeah. So, Anna Morgan. Do you mind this? So, this scene is uh, the next like 20 minutes are all them investigating, piecing it together. Yeah. This is like the part, I mean, Killers of the Flower Moon is a way better movie. So don't think I'm like comparing the both and they're both uh-huh. like equally great. But this is like the part in Killers of the Flower Moon when the FBI show up like uh-huh. over two hours in. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, the movie's starting. Let's go. <laughs> um, could we just simplify this whole section and talk about it chronologically sure. what happened to the girl? Because I'm sure. still a little confused. Yeah. So, so you have them on this horse ranch. The Brian Morgans. Cox and Anna Morgan. Well, Anna Morgan wanted a kid. Okay. And they could not conceive, could not conceive. Yeah. No matter what. And from what it sounds like, one winter they left the island, and by the time they came back, they had a child with them. And So it's that mysterious. I believe so. Because okay. that's how the doctor kind of said it. Yeah. Um, They didn't say, and I don't even think on that document that we were given that information. So I'm assuming they, they brought back a child, not a baby. Mm, okay. Okay. Because I'm curious how long they even had the child. Yeah. I almost feel like they brought back this child from wh- wherever, <coughs> whatever ends of the earth they went to to get it. Yeah. And over the next year, this all happened. Okay. Like that fast. Yeah. That's my assumption. I I, I do wonder, as much as like it, it it'll probably be bad, I, I there is part of me that's like, there is room in a sequel to like explore more of this. I know, because like, I wonder... Where'd she come from? Maybe that's part well, of the Well, I curse. wonder like, okay, let's say that she was conceived. Yeah. by Anna Morgan. How and why did she why is she like this kind of personification of evil? Yeah. What went into that? So what what kind of thing what weird potential like rituals happened that went into that baby? Yeah. Or they adopted this child from some orphanage from some probably eastern european country because it's creepy over there. And Whoa, you can't say that. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> and they and they had no idea like what kind of kid they were adopting. They had no history on her. So we don't yeah, know and then they should have known because on the adoption certificate it said Transylvania dummies. <laughs> <laughs> That's Eastern European. Yeah, I just covered your butt. Okay. Um, I know. I, there, there's there's a little room there because uh, so we don't ever have an explanation. And I don't of, think they need to say it in the movie. I think it's great how it is. Yeah, yeah I yeah. love not knowing. No, no, no. I, I'm just theorizing. Like they don't explain I, why she's evil, right? No, and I okay. agree that in a sequel, this is where it could go. Yeah, where, where whoever is the character that picks it up in the sequel, I think Naomi Watts is in the sequel. Okay, that's interesting. But like <laughs> further on going, basically furthering the investigation, she investigated enough that lifted the curse from her. Yeah, although she did it, she lifted the curse from her way earlier and just didn't know it. But just continuing her investigation to see. It would like logically lead her to the child. Like, who is this kid? Right. We do have the same three actors in the next one. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'm interested. <laughs> There's a chance. Yeah, but let, it's not gore. It, it, it's not gore. Um. Oh yeah. This here's what's weird. Here I forgot. This is what's really weird about this movie. Um. Let me see. And I think I said his name incorrectly before. The director of the Japanese Ringo directs the Ring 2. Ringu. 
Ringu. Ringo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, really? That's interesting. Yeah. And, and I mispronounced his name earlier. I think I wrote down the wrong name because it's way different. His name is Hideo Nakata. I think okay. I said Suzuki. You did. Oh, maybe that was the novelist. Maybe it was. I, maybe I didn't say. So um, Hideo Nakata goes on and writes and directs the second movie. And by then, I think he had directed. He had already directed the sequel to, of the Japanese version? He directed Ring 2. I. I, isn't that weird? That's fascinating. And that's why we do the podcast. Maybe. Okay, now I'm actually pretty excited to watch this movie. I hope it's a sleeper, you know? Like a, a good one. Yeah. Oh, and Dark Water, a movie we just talked about that they remade because this movie is another movie he directed. What's Dark Water? I don't know, but remember I listed, like, because of this movie, they remade The Grudge and they remade other American movies? Oh. This is another one of those. Uh Dark Water is a mother and her six-year-old daughter move into a creepy apartment whose every surface is permeated by water. Okay. Who's in no, it? Um, you don't need to tell me. Hitomo Kuroki. Oh, Rio I Kana. mean the American version. Uh, you got Jennifer Connelly, uh, John C. Riley, Tim Roth, uh, Pete Postlewaite. When are we watching that one? I don't know. It doesn't look very good. It's a good. pretty interesting cast, though. 5.6, 52 Metascore. Oh, okay. Eh. I like seeing John C. Yeah. But sometimes he's not He's not the right fit. <laughs> but often he is. Um, okay. I'm, I'm pretty excited to watch the next one. And the scores aren't terrible. They're not as high as The Ring, but they're not, like, they're not as low as what I just mentioned. Hmm. It's like in the sixes and I think 50 Metascores. Hey, just give me a good concept then. Yeah. That's the bar. Hmm. Okay. Very weird, though. Okay. So, uh, when Noah is, is looking through the files of this child... Oh, yeah, we never finished talking about how it went through. Remember we were going to try and just go through what happened? Oh, to the do- to the girl? Yeah. Well, I just... It's interesting. I was a little unclear on how this worked. Those, those pictures that he had that looked like x-rays? Yeah. Did she just make them? That's what... I didn't get that either. Brain? Like, like they, they took a picture... Like her brain, like because of the electrodes, her brain was hooked up to something. I don't know because the, in the made tape, pictures, the psychiatrist was like, "How did you make these?" or something like that. And I was like, "Okay, excuse I was me." A little confused by that. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's I should know what it is. Yeah. Or I shouldn't. Anyway, girl is really weird. Comes to the island, a lot of bad things just start happening because that doctor makes it sound like you know we live on an island one person gets a cold every person gets a cold yeah so they they all she's like all i know is they brought back this girl and things were bad for yeah, a there while. was like some evil happening yeah so they like house Including her up in the all barn. of the horses dying <laughs> yeah. all of them uh they, yeah the, so brian cox puts her up in the barn which is where the ladder comes from mm-hmm. big ladder mm-hmm. good set design yeah and then from there they discover the tree a, a red tree burned into the wall and the tree is near where the well is at Rachel remembers that tree from the motel yeah cabins yeah so when they found they determined that something was wrong with the girl they brought her back to the mainland which is where she was in the hospital that's why she right. was back in that area where the well was and there's yes. then we go to the scene where she's at the well and her mom walks up behind her and is like, Pushes I only ever wanted in. you, oh. but then puts a plastic bag over her head and throws her into the well. See, so, even that, it's like, this is PG-13? I know. Crazy. Pretty nuts. Um, and then seals the well. Seals the covers well. covers it. Um, and so 
All of that happens. So that is like the curse, right, of the videotape. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, I uh, we were kind of trying to go through it in a way where we were just kind of... That's just what happened to the girl. The girl is what makes the... She's the, made the curse because of what happened to her. Right. Yeah. But I, I, what I mean to say is, like, th- they're investigating that in this whole back half of the movie. Mm-hmm. And we, we're just kind of like, this is what happened. Yes. Because it's a little complicated. Yeah, because so Naomi or Rachel goes to that doctor that gives her information. And then she goes back to Brian Cox. Yeah. And that's where she learns a little bit more information. See this, so this is when she sees the video of of the interview, yeah, yeah. And I, what I really like both times on this scene, he comes in and you're like, uh oh, he's mm-hmm. gonna kill her, mm-hmm. or or he's gonna attempt to kill her, and he's just carrying around all these electrical cords. He does hit her. He does. Oh yeah, he does hit her too. And you're just like, this is no good. It's Brian Cox. This guy is one of our favorite cannibals, Hannibal Lecter. And then he he does. So yeah, he they're upstairs. Everything. Yeah. And he's like, you don't understand. She never sleeps, which they do. She does see that in the video. The uh-huh. girl never sleeps, which it's like, they never explain that either. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. It's weird. But then he goes upstairs and she, she's like following him. And trying, you know, trying to like asking him questions. But again, I, I just like how you think, I mean, at least me, maybe you thought differently, but both times I'm like, this guy's going to get her. Mm-hmm. She needs to get away from this guy. Mm-hmm. And then he just goes into a bathtub. He's got all this. Well, she analog. notices, sees what he's doing, and she's that's why she's like screaming at him, like, "Tell me more! Tell me more!" And he's like, "She was. We were never supposed to have a kid." Yeah. And so part of me is like, is his like never wanting a kid? Is that part of why this girl was so evil? Yeah. And then she was murdered. I I don't know. Maybe we'll find out in that next one. Yeah. Maybe. But it. Yeah, and then but she he, sees that he's gonna kill himself. He puts a bridle in his mouth and electrocutes himself. Yeah, it is like a gnarly suicide. Yeah, it is. And again, this movie's rated PG thirteen. Yeah, this is some edgy stuff. So he kills himself, and um, Noah shows up. Yeah, right when that happens, and that's when they find the ladder to Samara, her like yes. little treehouse thing. And they find the tree, and then they go back to the house. With And this is the or last day. Or the cabin, day. I mean. Yeah, day seven. They're back in the same cabin. They're at a loss. Yeah. So Rachel's like, you gotta just, like, it's time is up for me. You have to just keep figuring this out for Aiden. Otherwise, he will die. Yeah. Um. So she's like, promise me that. And he's like, no, we're gonna figure this out. They're both freaking out. And then they notice there's something under the floor. Yep. Rip it up. There's a well under the floor. Yeah. And then they start, they start like uncovering it. They pull off the seal and they can't see how deep it is. The TV turns on, slides, and hits Naomi into the well. Really cool, fun effect when the nails are being pushed out of the floorboards. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of like just great practical stuff in addition yeah. to very light CGI. Yeah. Um, and, and what's cool is so I had forgotten the twist of this movie. Me too. And so when this is happening, I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. This is like Insidious 2 when you find out, like, all the noises yeah. in the houses are actually trying to help. Yeah. And so, like, I'm watching it, and I'm thinking, oh, this TV, yes, it pushes her into the well, but it's actually trying to free her, is what I'm thinking. So it's actually, like, good that she's getting pushed into the well. Yeah. We'll find out later it's not good, because she will unleash... She unleashes the evil. Yeah. So she gets pushed into the well... 
And well, you don't even know. We'll 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 talk about it later. Okay. But yeah, she's in the well. She's realizing there's all these claw marks in here. She finds a fingernail. Very nice, creepy stuff. I love yeah. that. And then she's like, "Oh my gosh, this is where the this is where Samara was thrown and died." Yeah. So now she's like looking in the water for a body. Yeah. And then the body like floats up to her. I like that it's like the actor uh-huh. that she's holding. Yeah, yeah. That she sees her as she was. Yeah. You know, I, I I like that touch. It's nice. And it's like, you know. I mean, you, this is a guy who's good with skeletons. We'll find out, I yeah. think, the year after this movie. But, you know, it's like, it's like it's sweet. It's beautiful. It's uh, justice. You know, like. Yeah. So you're feeling like it's her, good. They they get the police. They, yeah, they get her out of there. They're going to give her a proper burial. Yeah. This is what she's wanted the whole time. I um, know. They've, they've lifted this curse that's been on. Yeah, this, this weird curse. Yeah, and, and now we see, like, the families reestablished, mm-hmm. like, and it looks like Noah and Naomi are going to be, like, together. Yeah, they're going to figure out parenting and their relationship. She's and, back with Aiden. Yeah, it's like, fine, you know, she's going to take care of her son again. Yeah. You know? And so they wake, she wakes up the next yeah. morning, it's a sunny day in Seattle. Yeah. You know, like, ah, uh, so peaceful. One of 45, every 45 days is sunny there. Is that a real thing? No, I'm just because oh, it's always okay. raining there. Yeah, and she's like, "We did it. We found her. We're she's gonna have a proper burial. Everything's f- we're all safe." And her son says, "You, you let her out. You her weren't son? supposed to help her." Yeah, and, and he he looks so scared. It's so good. It's so good. And that that's when you're like, "Oh dang, no, 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 no." Yeah. And then, especially because she's been talking to him, or there, you've known that there's some kind of communication between him and Samara. Uh huh. That it's like, shouldn't he be happy about this? Yeah, yeah. Like he's kind of like, we have to help her, and it's like, no. Even this child is like, no, no. We, you can't. And, and uh-huh. I think he even tells her like, she never sleeps. Uh huh. Also, we should mention if anyone didn't watch the movie, the ring is the ring around the well as it's being closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that all happens, and then she's like, "Oh no, I need to go talk to Noah right away." Um, Meanwhile. And then it shows Noah's, and this is the money shot of this movie. He is at his cool Loft. apartment. Cool, cool single guy. Yeah. Apartment. And the TV flickers on, and he's like, oh, no. And then you see the well. Oh, no. And then you see Samara. Oh, no. She starts walking toward the TV, and then she proceeds. Is she walking backwards? She well, yeah. She comes out of the well, but her hair like comes out first. So the actor they shot it with her going backward. Sure. Or I mean, she's like you know walk, yeah, yeah, yeah. walking backwards. So then when they play it in backward, it looks like she's walking forward. Very weird. Oh, that's why. That's how they're doing that. Okay. Like this is this sequence is like a little more practical than you would you would maybe even the think. The VFX is a good. The VFX artist reacts is a good. Yeah. To to if you were curious how they did it. Yeah. But then she proceeds to crawl out of the TV in one of the coolest visual effects ever. Yeah. And it's still, like, in reverse. Yeah. So they're having the actor, like, crawl backward. And then on top of all that, a great subtle touch. Well, not subtle. It's very obvious. She is flickering like a TV mm-hmm. in the regular room with everyone else. Mm-hmm. I still don't really understand how it could look that good in 2002. Mm-hmm. And then she kills Noah. By looking at him insane like him beholding her you know it is so freaking cool and that's how i want to go (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, okay. Then Naomi shows up, sees him dead, and she is like, oh no, what are we going to do? My son's now going to die. It's interesting that she but sees her that day has passed. His assistant like goes up and she doesn't do anything to stop her or whatever. I, I think it's also part of like to protect, like she shouldn't know what's happening. Yeah. Because if she does, she'll. She'll be a suspect, I think. No, well, that's actually a good point for that. But I'm just thinking she's doing it to protect that girl so that it's like, why did this happen to him? This is why. Oh, Show me the yeah. Tape. You're, yeah, blah, it's blah, probably blah. more of that, actually. Um, but it's also probably that, too. Um, And then she comes back and she's like, how come it didn't happen to me? Because he died yeah. on his seventh day. And the seventh she day for Aiden is coming tape, right up. She destroys the tape in the fire and is screaming that. And yeah. then notices under the couch the copy that she made. And then her, she makes Aiden make a copy. Mm-hmm. She's like, that's why it didn't happen. It had nothing to do with the burial, which is such a cool thing because you, yeah. you think it does have to do with that. And what did her son, he asked her something. It's he like, says, it's going to keep going, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's the movie. That's the ring. I think it should have ended with a big punk because I feel like this was the time that <laughs> horror movies ended with a yeah. big punchy punk Don't song. Don't want to be an American idiot. That one or <laughs> maybe any other one. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I know but what you mean. You you want that like it was just a time with your period. head on the ground and your feet on the air. No, I mean like heavier, heavier. Okay, like like really heavier intense. than the Pixies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Where it's like <laughs> something like that. Get into my Dragula. What's that? That's um Rob Zombie. You know no, Rob we, Zombie song. We don't need that. I keep on purposely, or maybe it's like it's like uh, um Father. I command my spirit. Chop Suey by System of a Down. Yeah, that would be great. I just, a movie that came out, let's see when this movie came out. 2002. No, not this one. Oh, okay. House of Wax came out in 2005, and I may or may not have watched the whole movie knowing that there was a My Chemical Romance song in it. Yeah, sure. And it was the credits rolled intense punk song, and it was like, that felt good. That movie's not good, but that felt good. Yeah, yeah. And then I directed that movie? Um... Since you got it up. Let's see, let's see. Come on, come on. Don't fail me now. Don't fail me now, Jordan. That was directed by uh, John Colet Sarah. Sarah? Okay, I don't know. Or Huame, probably. Okay, I don't know. But also, uh, the first time I saw um, Watchmen, I may or may not have watched it only because I knew there was a My Chemical Romance song in it. Again, only to be half played in the credits. Although I was watching it on TV, and as soon as the credits start rolling, they they take, they take do that like speed up thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, that's so funny. But yeah, I'm I'm a little bit nostalgic for that feeling of when the credits go really fast and a movie starts immediately, <laughs> and then the, in the corner there's there's just the credits rolling. Uh-huh. I'm a little nostalgic for that. When we, we watched uh, Halloween Four last year, um, when we when it ended, like I think Halloween Five was starting right afterward. And it did that, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's yeah. that feels good." Yeah, um, yeah, wonderful movie, very scary, and I now am excited to watch The Ring too. Yeah, me too. I'm not excited to watch Rings, but um, yeah. So they should have made five, and then the fifth one would have been a Christmas one, Five Golden Rings. <laughs> I was thinking it'd be like Thumb Ring. Hmm. <laughs> I liked yours better. I just thought that's where you were going with it. <laughs> um, so guess what, folks? 
If you are not a patron, you're out of your mind. Because over on Patreon, we're doing MPU The Legacy, uh, MPU The Sequel Legacy, where we're uh, uh, doing legacy sequels. And this month, uh, next Wednesday, we start, we do Tron Legacy. We did Tron last month, doing Tron Legacy. And then we have a bunch of others, so sign up for that. Um, And then, yeah, give us a rating on Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, Share it with a friend. Share it with a friend. If you don't do it within seven days... You die. That yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's you're right, Jordan. Because we did say this is the cursed podcast. So if you've made it this far, if you haven't, you're gonna die. If you <laughs> have made it this far, you have to share it, this with someone, or else you will die in seven days. I, I don't make up the rules. That, no, that's no, just, no, no, that's no. what they are. That's that's what they have in the novel. I'm sure. So, um, cursed novel, cursed uh, podcast. Yeah. So that's that's your fault. You should put in a ringing phone. Oh, good idea. Hello? <laughs> <laughs>